in the sanctuary since January 6, 2020, when God said, I'll let you back in the sanctuary. It wasn't the government that let us back in. It was God that said, now come in. Now come in to pray. And so we began to pray every, every Wednesday until we've been doing it two years plus almost. And then this Easter, the Lord began to speak of returning. I'm speaking, he said, I'm to the east and to the west, Isaiah 43, to give me my sons, call my children from the far, my sons whom I've known, all who I've known by name, called by my name, and whom I've created from my glory, and whom I formed and who I made. And it just started growing, and we've had... So we're going to hear about it. We're going to hear from the ones who are praying. This is a company of those who are joining in these watches. We do watches. We love, you know, a two-hour watch that starts at 6, that goes to 8, 8 that goes to 10, 10 that goes to 12, 12 that goes to 2, 2 to 4, and 4 to 6. And we, you don't have to be for a whole hour, two hours, and you don't have to come on the hour. But, but we're building teams, so we're not sitting in the idea that come. The teams are creating, they're growing a number, and they're creating agreement, the power of them, because we become familiar with how the voice of the Lord moves among us, how Jesus stands in the midst of us, how the Spirit moves, and we, we start coming into this greater and greater sound. And so I believe this is the beginning of that new sound that we're going to do during the returning, which will be next weekend. All right, enough commercials. Blessings. Yay. Yeah, I heard that, Brian. Enough commercials. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Anyway, let's, let's hear some testimonies from today's prayer. Any, anyone speaking want to share? Uh, Kim, do you want to? We don't get to see you a lot, but you, Kim's here at 6 a.m., and so I appreciate her just taking the place and guarding the day. Love to hear what the Lord was saying to you guys. Yeah, right up. Yeah. I, I really don't do this much, so thank you for helping me grow in this way. And we go so many directions to, to pull one thing is interesting but I love um, I, I've been meditating on Habakkuk too that just starts preparing my heart to come and it says I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me that's one <laughs> like why don't I wait first and let him talk and then and what I will answer when I am corrected and so often I find that I have an intention to make a certain prayer and then I know everybody's on a watch knows this and then it just the Holy Spirit just takes it another place but giving him that space has been really peaceful for me so I just father I thank you that you're giving us a heart to understand you and to hear you and to incline our ear and then to be willing to to go the direction you want to take us god it's wonderful as we've talked about and learned about it's wonderful to be corrected it's wonderful to shift direction when you need us to and lord it's wonderful to be in agreement so i, I want to just bless you that you just have the fullness and the richness of everything he wants to do in this watch whether it's just sharing and encouraging and Continue the work he started in you. In Jesus' name. Okay. That's awesome. I was going to, what we do, Kim, and I'd love for you to do it, is practice, is I, I was just 
drinking of the words you read, and especially, I'm going to stand my watch, and you kind of think, oh, what are you going to tell God? He's, I'll see what I answer when he corrects me, which is so beautiful. You, would you release that, uh, that, that desire to be corrected to all of us? And we'll stand as a posture of we're here to receive. I just bless us in the name of Jesus that we enjoy the correction, that we have a heart to open up, to listen deliberately, specifically, to find God's correction. It's, it's upright, rejoicing the heart when you give us um, your counsel and your words. And I bless you in Jesus' name to hear his voice mm -hmm. and to receive mm -hmm. correction and to be able to walk. What is it, obey is to come under? Is that it? If when you That's obey it. someone, you come. So I bless us to obey that we just come under that yeah, protection under that of, of receiving how safe you are and how kind you are and how you want us to grow and go forward, Father. Whoa. And thank you, Lord, that you're just doing such a great work among us. We expectantly Whoa. look to you to just correct us so we can go forward in you, God. Thank you that you'll talk to us and we listen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Next, who would like to come share? Larry, you were here early. We, uh, we spent a lot of time in these baskets uh, calling, calling the prodigals forward, and the Lord always gives us things to say. But one thing I wanted to pray is something that the Lord told me, and I thought it was so good, and I needed it, that I said, okay, I'm in the prayer meeting, I'm gonna pray this. So I kept praying it, and then Phil came later, and we prayed it, and, oh, I have to get my glasses, where are my glasses? <laughs> Those of you online are wondering where Larry went. He went to get his reading glasses. We all knew when he was searching his pocket. <laughs> I was studying First uh, Corinthians, and in chapter two, it said spiritual things are spiritually discerned. I said, "Yeah, Lord, I, I know that." And you are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you. I said, "Okay, good so far. I'm, I'm on board." And then he hit me. He said, "Read this." <laughs> and it says, "Do not think beyond what is written." that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. And I said, oh, Lord. So we, uh, we Brian and I talk about opinions and others. We joke, you know, like the Lord, yeah, the Lord really needs our opinions, you know. And so what he's saying is, if you stick with the word, you'll know what you're talking about. You'll be right. You'll have no problems. You go into your opinion, you might, you might meet some resistance <laughs> of people that don't agree with you. And so if you keep your opinions based on the word, you'll be ahead of the game. And so being from New York, you know, I born and raised there, I have opinions. So I, I, I know this, but it's a good reminder to stay in, particularly in the prayer groups, and to stay in a word, particularly if you're talking to somebody about the Lord. And uh, don't deviate. Don't add to it. 
just you can explain it, but don't add to it. So I know that was. Kind yeah, of a, please pray. We want yeah. to receive it. So Lord, uh, we wanted to pray that this morning into all of us that we will be word driven, and that we have this. We discern the word. We discern the 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 fullness of the word because the Holy Spirit's in us because we're filled with the Spirit, so we're ahead of the game. So I pray, Lord, that we stick with what you've shown us, with, with the discernment. We have plenty to work from, and we'll be on safe ground, and we'll always be a blessing and never a detriment to somebody. And so, Lord, help us to stay on track, to stay in our lane, as, as people say. Our lane is to serve Jesus and, and speak what we hear. And so, Lord, we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Phil, do you want to come up? Yeah. Phil, Phil has got his glasses before he came up, so we will be, you'll see him and he won't disappear. But uh, I enjoy Phil and Larry on, on the watch I'm in. <clears throat> well, I'm from California, and I do have opinions, too. <laughs> 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 Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so this morning uh, with uh, Larry and I and Pastor, um, there's been a lot going on. And first off, to let you know that my prayer life was, as I said before, was not that good. And I was reluctant to come here on Wednesdays because, I mean, praying next to him, whew. And then Chris and Larry and everybody else, you feel like, you know. But something happened. Something took over. Uh, you start just praying in tongues. Go for it. And next thing you know, the whirlwind starts going. Things start moving that way, they go that way. And pretty soon, he's, God's speaking to you, and I now I have a magnetic grip on those baskets. I can't let go of them. I don't know why. I get on my knees, I hold those baskets. I've got reason to hold on to those baskets. I get two of my kids in there. But needs to say, I'm gonna make this short. One of the things that, that was brought up today was Isaiah 62. It says, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. And this is us. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. And give him, God, no rest till he establishes, until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. So as watchmen on the wall, we are there to constantly make mention of our prayers to God. We are going to be relentless. We are not going to give up. We are going to be like the woman with the judge that was constantly bombarding the judge day in and day out. He finally says, I give up. I will give you what you need to have. Just leave me alone. And that's what we're required to do here as far as watchmen. So in the name of Jesus, I release the watchmen to be able to never hold their peace day or night, and we constantly make mention of those prodigals in all four baskets that they, they will return, and we, as we pray today, it's already happening. It's already a done deal. We now have to believe and we receive that they are coming forth, and when they do, that's a whole other story. But we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, sir. Who'd like to come up next? Oh, Helen, come on up. You know, Jesus gave that parable of the, uh, the widow and the wicked, unjust judge 
to make a point, and the point is told before the parable. It says he gave a parable so that, to, to, so that men would always pray and not lose heart, not give up. So he took the most opposite extremes, circumstantially how it would appear, and said, now this is, if it was in this bad of a situation, persistence would prevail. How much more will your heavenly Father respond quickly as you cry out to him, though he waits long because he wants to save more. So there has to have that tenacity. And Helen's got it. So go ahead. <clears throat> During worship, as I was over there greeting at the door, I kept hearing the Lord, especially when he started singing this song, um, I hear his whisper. I kept hearing the Lord saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. And he, I just kept hearing those words, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I know that's for all of us. That wasn't just for me. So I just want to share that. Um, I want to read um, Psalms 47. <clears throat> Let me see. Go ahead and celebrate. Come on and clap your hands, everyone. Shout to God with the raucous sounds of joy. And I, I, I just love this. I got home, when I came home from here, from prayer, you know, I, I started going through the Psalms and I, I found this and I was like, ah, you know how we were uh, praising God and, and the word, the Lord kept giving, I kept seeing the word celebrate. Um, okay, so the Lord God Most High is astonishing, awesome beyond words. He's the formidable and powerful king over all the earth. He's the one who conquers the nations before us and places them all under our feet. He's marked out our inheritance ahead of time, putting us into the front of the line, honoring Jacob, the one he loves. God arises with the ear-splitting shout of his people. And I just love that. I mean, I just, you know, when we're, like, even Sunday, when we were all praising and worshiping the Lord and all excited and jumping and clapping and dancing and moving by the Spirit of God, um, that, when I read that, I thought of, I thought of Sunday. I was like, ah. Oh. So, um, let's see, where was I? Okay. God goes up with a triumph blast, a trumpet blast, sing and celebrate. Sing some more. Celebrate some more. Hey, that fits with what's going on yeah. over there. Yeah. <clears throat> Sing your highest song of praise to our king, for God is the triumphant king. The power of earth are all his. The, power, the powers of earth are all his. Mm -hmm. So sing your celebration songs. Ooh. <laughs> Songs of highest praise to the glorious, enlightened one. Our God reigns over every nation. He reigns on his holy throne over all. All the nobles and prince, the loving, the loving servants of the God of Abraham. The loving servants of the God of Abraham. Mm. That, that's us. That's, that's us. all of us. That's us. That's yeah. his people. Um, they all gather to worship. Every warrior's shield is now lowered as surrendered trophies before this king. He has taken his throne high and lofty exalted over all. 
And that's just like, oh, Lord. <laughs> like, oh. So I just want to say that when we get, if anybody gets discouraged or, you know, sometimes we get hit with troubles and unexpected news, read Psalms 47. <laughs> read Psalms 47 because that'll pick your spirit up. That'll show you, tell you, who is our God? Who is he for us? So, Lord, I just thank you for the Psalms, Lord. I thank you, Father, for the, your word that's alive and active and powerful and effective, I Lord. I, I thank you, Father. And I pray, I Lord, as the, as the seasons go on, Lord, as the weeks go on, that we will see more and more of your Holy Spirit flowing in our midst. And we'll see more and more of, of, of miracles and no. signs and wonders, <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, because that's who you are. You yes, are yes, our God. Yes, you yes, are our yes, Lord. Yes, you yes, are our yes, King. Yes. We thank you. We praise you. We do, Lord. We bow down to you, Papa. We bow down before you, Lord. We surrender to you, Father. We surrender to you. Your will. Your will in our life, Father. Your will. We thank you and we praise you. Amen. 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 Peter. Yeah. Uh, and the common thread many times that comes through. And uh, Pastor Steve, you mentioned my sheep know my voice. And my wife, Kim, who just shared a few minutes ago about hearing the voice of the Lord while you're on your station and allowing that voice to shift you and correct you. And I just got back from a trip from uh, New York. I was over there for a week. And you're right, uh, Calif Californians were coming back with me from New York, and New Yorkers were going to New York with me, Larry, and you're right, everybody has an opinion. <laughs> and and uh, there's one opinion that really counts, and I want to bring up this the scripture, John chapter 10, verse 27, that relates to Lot, even the song during the offering about hearing his whispering voice to us. And you guys all know the passage. He says in uh, 1027, uh, my, sh my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. Greater than the world, the flesh, or the devil. Yes, yes, yes. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. And he's seeking that we also Mm -hmm. as his bride would be one with him. Mm -hmm. You notice that it doesn't say my people who have gone to religious seminary or school or who have a great education know my voice. Those who have attained to great knowledge know my voice. He said, it's my sheep mm. that know my voice. You don't have to be well-educated. You don't have to have gone through a lot of great experiences in life to qualify you 
if you are a sheep and you follow Jesus, you are qualified to hear yes. his voice. Yes, yes, yes. Some would say the qualification is a low qualification simply to follow him. But for many, it is a difficult qualification when they don't want to give up the right to run their own life, to yeah. be the Lord of their own life, mm -hmm. and to put their hands in the most qualified one to guide their life. Yeah. That sometimes takes a lifetime yes. to discover, to surrender finally our lives fully mm -hmm. to him. The more we follow him, the more we surrender to him, I believe we have the ability more to hear his voice. And so I think, Larry, you said that we need to be sure that we're word-oriented. It's not our opinion. It's what the word says. And then there's a thing that balances that out, too. And that's also we need to be voice-oriented, his voice, mm -hmm. and word-oriented. Yeah. What scripture is that? John 15. He says, yeah. if you abide in me, hear my voice and if you abide in my word then you may ask what you will why is that because when we're in his presence we learn his voice and when we learn his his word he knows he can trust us with what we ask because <laughs> yeah. it won't be what we want it will be what he wants yes. Yes. delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. Yes. Why? Because you've learned first delight in him, not in yourself. And now you can ask what you will because your heart's been changed while delighting in him, being in his presence, being in his word. So, Lord, can we stand and appropriate that today? Lord, we thank you so much for the Holy Spirit, who is the receiver in our hearts to hear your voice. Can we say this together, Lord Jesus? Lord Jesus. I want to abide in you. I want to abide in you. And in your word. And in your word. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. I want to know your word. I want to know your word. And obey your word. By your grace. By your grace. I am your sheep. I am your sheep. Help me. Help me. To surrender. To surrender. And to follow you. And follow you. More and more. More and more. Each day. Each day. Through your grace. Through your grace. And through your mercy. Through your In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Come on. Yes, please. Well, <laughs> you've all wondered, you've all been asking, um, just I wanted to give you a report on Mac. But before I do, I'm so grateful in my heart for this body of people who 
continually seem to be praying for my husband. Thank you, because I think that's why he's still alive. Um, April 4th, he went in uh, to the emergency room and he had a huge heart attack. Doctors told me uh, he, he's hanging on by a string, staying alive. And it took me by complete surprise because I thought when a person got a heart attack, they fall on the floor in front of you and you know, you're pounding on their chest or breathing in their mouth or whatever you're doing. None of that happened. We got him in uh, to the emergency room and uh, it, you know, it goes wham bam, wham bam really fast. Things happen before you even know how to pronounce the words. But um, he's been in this situation since April 4th and I was just counting, I think that's six months. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And he's gone through about five different procedures, and he's been in like a week at a time, four or five times. It just goes on and on. But in the midst of it, we have such peace. Um, Mac was, quote, unquote, scheduled by the doctors to be dead by the time he was 40 or 44, and he's 80 two or three, he's gonna be 83, and it's like every day of our life together has been a miracle, and I've thanked God, because he had a genetic um, cholesterol situation with his body. But <laughs> it has done so much in our relationship. We've had a good relationship. We've never been near divorce, you know, we've been missionaries, all this stuff. But there's a, there's a fresh sweetness that's come forward uh, from him, like towards me, but towards the body of Christ, who you don't even know, it's hard to even describe how we've become dependent upon knowing that the people we love are loving us back by going to the Lord, you know, praying for Mac. Um, he's got some more issues, probably two more hospital stays, so your prayers are still coveted, but our God is the mighty God. And he's kept Mac all these years far beyond what I expected. And that's really the truth. You know, I was afraid to have kids because I didn't think I'd have a husband around or the kid's daddy to be there. But he's been there and we have grandkids and we have great grandkids. Yeah. And I just say, Lord, be it unto him according to your word. And our God is a life-giving God. And I. I am believing for healing, even though the reports are like, you know, do, 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 do. It's like, I don't care what man says. I care what God says yes, and yes. what his word says. And, you know, a lot of times when people ask me, well, how's Mac? It's like, I can't start jumping up and down and say, oh, he's fantastic. God's healing him. I don't see that, but I believe it. I believe God is going to finish this work with victory. And um, I don't know, my heart is so full. I look around and different ones who you have asked and who have told me that you're praying for him. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I was sitting there uh, when uh, Peter was sharing and my phone starts ringing. <laughs> it's Mac. <laughs> I said, he said, where are you? I said, I'm at church. <laughs> he knew that, but he for, might have forgotten. And he said, well, aren't you coming home? I said, of course I am. <laughs> just give me a few minutes. <laughs> and I just, I didn't want to get up here and say all this, but I just felt 
because you guys have carried him for me, with me. I just want to say thank you, and our God is a mighty God. I have no fear that Mac will be raised up. He's going to be back here. He doesn't really dance very high. He never did. But I believe he's going to be back here yes. praising the Lord yes. and looking at each one of you who have covered him in your prayers. And Pastor Steve, yes. thank yeah. you for bringing that through yeah. the church. I, yeah. uh, it doesn't happen accidentally. But from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys. And keep praying. He's got two more surgeries lined up. And um, yeah, he needs, he needs supernatural strength in his body. So, but God, but God, yes. but God. He'll be 93. Yes. Amen. Amen. We agree. Let's just, uh, we're going to join our prayer. Can you stand here while we pray for you and Mac? Lord, we are grateful that uh, you cause us to grow and count. You give us our neat years. You teach us the number of our days. So we have a heart of wisdom. And Lord, you took uh, Moses up on the mountain in 120. You showed him all of the promised land. And then he had not had his eyesight abated. His strength had not diminished. And he was able to fulfill his plan. David fulfilled his call to his generation and then he went so lord we we declare the grace of god to this family who've loved israel and the blessing of loving israel to back into their family and health and direction and grace into all aspects and we thank you lord as paul said you know to live is christ to die is gain but it's my it's to your benefit that i stay so i will stay so we just declare strength we just healing. We remove all foreign entities of destruction or contraptions or failings of, of organs. We just speak and say, be renewed. From the top of the head to the soles of the feet. Brand, brand new. A new body. A new blood system. A new heart. A new marrow. New bones. New everything. Just new, new, new. And Lord, to anyone else in the body of Jubilee, because as we age, we all have a requirement of more supernatural health from the Holy Spirit than the natural health that we were born into. So we call forth a wave of healings to begin to go, peri not periodically, but continually through the body so that we are not only getting he healed in our age, but we're becoming younger in our strength. We are becoming like the Caleb's, especially those who have waited out a 45-year wait till God had the time for them to come into their promise while others had to wait out until they could not come into their promise. And Caleb said, I'm 85 and I have as much strength as a 40-year-old man. So we ask you, Lord, for that kind of strength, healing. We ask you for the kind of strength and healing that, that gives courageous uh, unction that only older people can hold when they can say, now I want my mountain, the one with the giants on it. I want the giant mountain with the giants on it because I saw it then that God was able and I see God is able and who knows, maybe I'll be the one to partake of it or not, but I don't care about me. I want to fulfill the, what God's doing. So Lord, healing. Now, now Lord, I saw this earlier, so I, now I know why I saw it. You said Jesus, or Paul said in Galatians 3, that is who... He who fills, supplies the Holy Spirit and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or hearing of faith? We know Jesus. You're the one that supplies the Holy Spirit. And you're the one who works miracles among us by the Holy Spirit. 
And we ask, and we know you don't do it because we earned it or worked something, but we receive it by hearing of faith. So we're together now, and everyone in the house and online, we receive the supply of the Holy Spirit. Get a fresh new baptism, a new infilling. I believe a new, you showed me earlier tonight, you want to do it again, another. Breathe in, receive the Holy Spirit. Be filled afresh. Be filled. There's a supply. The greater the supply, the greater the Holy Spirit, the greater the boldness, the power, and all of that. Yes, Lord, we receive you. We receive you. And now we ask the working of miracles among us. We ask the power of God to break into the places that weakness is residing and a camp upon our areas of weakness and transform us healing and miracles and health and deliverance and liberation from all form of, of, of uh, oppression and affliction in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. And just pick, yeah, just raise your hands. Let's just all receive for each other and for one another. Oh, Lord, we receive, we receive, we receive, we receive, we receive. Now take your hand and lay it on somebody's shoulder next to you and just release that anointing of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we receive it. We receive the Holy Spirit outpouring. And, whoa. Mm. Yes, I receive. Yes, yes, Lord. I, whoa. Yes, Lord. Whoa. 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 Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Whoa. Whoa. Yes, 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 yes. Praise the Lord. Okay, now you've pretty well found your, your circle to, to break up and meet and share what God's saying. I want to meet with everybody online. We have 10 more minutes, and we'll get, get us out of here, so we'll be ready for, for the returning this weekend. But find two or three people. We were in, um, yeah, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, we're, and 2 Chronicles 7, and share, and I'm going to talk with everybody online. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Oh, it's fun to, ah, it's fun to be together. Uh, what makes us together is this holy, this God's appointment over us as a house, prayer for all nations, as a people of God that are practicing priesthood ministry, kingly rule. Uh, it's powerful because of the scriptures we're reading. What I wanted to bring us to is I was really taken back in the Second Chronicles 5, 6, and 7, the last three days, today being Second Chronicles 7. I, I was really, I was really watched the procession. We've seen the procession of the Lord into his sanctuary. Well, the singers went before him. The instruments followed the dancers. We saw that. The whole priesthood had sanctified themselves without division, with regard to each other's divisions, and he did not get into division. But they came together and they made one sound to be heard. Singers and the trumpeters. Trumpeters is the intercession. Singers of the worship. They became one. They said, the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. And when the sound became one sound, and all the multitude of voices, then the Spirit of God came, the glory of God came and filled, filled the very holy of holies, the very tabernacle, the very temple that had been built, and none of the ministers could stand to minister, which means that all human activity ceased and only glory ruled. When that occurred, Solomon said, oh, this is an incredible truth because God said he will dwell in the dark cloud. And so he'd build a box that was about eight by eight square and about five feet high. 
and, he, and it was covered with gold and he was standing on it and he blessed the people. So the glory brings the blessing. The blessing released uh, to the people of Israel, to God for bringing forth, to his dad who got the vision of a temple, to he who had been the one who brought it to completion so that God had been faithful to do what he promised through two generations. And then he kneels down and lifts his hands high up. That's why he talks about later in his prayer, when if anyone will come and lift their hands in this temple. So he's kneeling with his hands lifted up and he prays this magnificent, honest prayer about that this name, God's name would be on the temple and that anyone could come and find the Lord. And then he started to deal with the reality of what a temple is, what Jesus is. He's an intermediary. It's a place where I can come in need when I'm in desperation. So whether there was plagues or blight or mildew or when there was armies or defeat or when sin became apparent or God was resisting, that if any man or all of the people came together and they knew their, their own blight, their own uh, uh, burden of their heart or, or leprosy, and they, they came and took ownership of their grief and then they went ahead and they just lifted up their hands and they said, oh, God would know them. He would heal them. He would forgive them. And when he forgave them, he would, there would be a healing abounding. So to hear, to forgive, and to heal is, a, is the interaction of heaven to us on earth. To always, we want to be heard. I want to be forgiven. And I want to be healed. And so God wakes, comes to Solomon in chapter 7 and says, I've heard your prayer. I've heard your prayer. Oh, yeah, before he, he the, the, the second appearance, the fire came down from the altar and burnt the sacrifice. So then he wakes Solomon. He comes to Solomon, and he says, I've heard your prayer. And now my name will be on this place, and I will hear the prayer. If my people, Psalm, 2 Chronicles 7.14, who are called by my name, will humble themselves. Humility is, to me, the most precious place of appearance. I, I, I want to humble myself. I, I, I need God to humble me. I recognize humiliation as a way to bring me into humility. I, I want to be corrected. I don't want God to do what I want. I want to do what God wants, and I want to yield to what he's saying, and I want to humble myself. So if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, to pray is to to tell the honest, to share honestly with who I am, where I am, who God, what you're saying, accept the truth of your word. It's, it says then, seek my face. Seek what you don't have. Seek what you want more of. Seek me. Come into my presence. Seek my presence and turn from your wicked ways. And Psalm 139, the last verse tells us, for ask God, David asks, search me, try me, know my heart. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the path of, of, of life. Of everlasting life. And so I've been just longing for God to show me what I can't see. And to lead me where I can't go. To know me. And it's powerful. But unfortunately, and I think this is where we keep coming back to. And I, I want to, I'm, I'm accepting. I don't understand what to do. But I'm accepting it. He says to Solomon in that dream, he says, okay, I'm going to make your name like your father's name. I'm going to know you like I knew your father. 
And if you'll follow me like your father followed me, I will keep your descendants on the, your throne forever. But if you depart from me and you turn from my commandments and you begin to serve other gods and, and you begin to serve the other gods, what I commanded you not to, then what's going to happen? I'm going to, I'm going to remove the people from the land. I'm going to tear down this temple. And people are going to say, how in the world did this happen? And they'll say, because they forsook the Lord their God and served other gods. So no matter who our fathers were, we're responsible to be the seekers of God today. I, I'm asking the Lord for understanding of idolatry, which is what God took Israel out of their inheritance each time was the form of their worship and idolatry and the way it created a self-righteous disconnect from God. And the best I understand is it really comes in the humility and returning. You start to become a seeker and you start recognizing things you don't need, the lies that might be in your hand, and you can uh, come out of idolatry. Because stubbornness, isn't that funny that idolatry or stubbornness would be like idolatry and iniquity? I mean, and I don't know, I've got a lot of that. Uh, stubbornness is that I'm right, I'm going to hold my place, I'm not going to change my mind. Idolatry is I will do this and I will accomplish that and I will, I will, I will. And those things show up in, in our place of unsubmission to the glorious one. So I started returning. Now, you say, how would a man, the wisest man in the earth, who built the glorious house, who prayed a fabulous pray, come into such a debauchery? For Solomon, his path was he loved a lot of women. He had 750, uh, 750 concubines, 250 wives, or the other way around. He had 1,000 women in his life. And God had commanded his son, if you marry the women of the, of the land, they will turn your heart to their idols. So he began to be a worshiper of multiplicities of God, gods that are no gods. And God had to say, though you've done all you did for me, I'm no longer going to sustain it for you because I'm a jealous God. And I don't know where I am, but I've been asking the Lord, Lord, wherever my heart is straight, wherever I am longing for other things, lusting after the world, the, the lust of my eyes or the lust of the flesh or the pride of my life, I want to be corrected. So tonight we started with that with Kim on the Watchman on the Wall, which is such a fabulous book. Habakkuk is the book of Job in three chapters. So if you're not up to reading all of Job, read Habakkuk and you get a mini version of how God brings someone who's in error back into, into seeing correctly and back into the fear of God. So I want to release that blessing to you and I'm going to say bless everybody in the house at the same time. I'm going to just pray a prayer over everyone. You can continue in your own prayer. Stay free. But um, I want to release the blessing of coming into uh, hearing the voice of the Lord and coming back into dependency on the Lord and allowing uh, the provision that God has given us in Jesus the Son to be uh, heard, forgiven, and healed. Lord, we know that Solomon did all these incredible things, but then he wandered, his, his heart wandered from you in love for others. And, and many women taught him many other forms of worship until he was an idolater and a worshiper of all sorts of God. And therefore, he was now told by God. The third time God spoke to him, he said, I can't keep you going, and I'm tearing down this place. But I'm not tearing it all down because I'm remembering my, my servant David. 
So Lord, I pray that when we hear things of correction, like you told us, we would not be those who would shut up the sound of the correction, but we would yield and say, God, how do I get back to you? How do I undo what I've done? Because you're a merciful God. Your whole covenant is based on mercy and forgiveness and to not remember our sins and lawless deeds anymore. So in Jesus' name, as we join together this week in returning, I ask you for my brothers and sisters, for me first, help me return in ways that would garner your attention. Help me to return that would cause you to respond in ways of greater grace, greater health, that humility would beget new grace, and new grace would bring forth new, new ability to follow after you, and you would do the work that we cannot do ourselves. Do it for your glory. Do it in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.